in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. Danny Trejo was named USL Player of the Month. The first time ever a Lights FC player has been named Player of the Month. Granted, just last month, he was the first Lights FC player to ever be named Player of the Week in the USL. <laughs> so not exactly Good for surprising. Danny. They haven't had that. Uh, he led the USL in goals in the month of March. Lights FC play tomorrow, 4 p.m. against the Pittsburgh River. playoff team right now. Uh, right now, it is. They are still in fifth. In the uh, Western Conference, okay. uh, they have three wins and three losses in six games, which if they win exactly half of their games, they'll probably be in the playoffs this year. Uh, they are negative one in goal differential. They're playing Pittsburgh, by the way. Pittsburgh this year is one of three, four unbeaten teams in USL. They have Pittsburgh. Four wins in five games. So not exactly an easy game here for Lights FC. Their last two games at home have been against undefeated teams. Colorado Springs and now Pittsburgh. So that's not a good, good, not, not a good stretch of the schedule. They need to get in some of these bad teams from, from the West, but we'll see if they can win tomorrow. Four o'clock start. Not a Will late you start. be there? Um, not sure yet. Really? Yeah, we'll see. Have you been to a game yet? Yeah, I went last week when they lost. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Nightmare. Disaster. <laughs> did you see, see uh, our buddy Brett? I did see Brett Lashbrook. How's he yeah. doing? Good, I guess. Well, he's got a he's got a playoff team right now. He should be doing well. He wasn't thrilled they started. They had a two o'clock game and the attendance was not good. He wasn't very happy with that. Two o'clock's tough. Yeah. Now today's at four or tomorrow's at four. What day at two o'clock? Last Saturday. You know what he should do? He should, so, he should get some kids. Get some kids in the stadium. The problem is, the problem Jared, is there kids were are all playing sports. There were too many kids there on Saturday anyway. Oh, there were a lot oh. of kids. Oh yeah, there's always kids at lights games, but I they're more they're, plain. they're more well behaved than the damn kids at the Diamondbacks <laughs> games. Unbelievable! They actually stay in their seats for more than six minutes at a time. All right, well then my joke sucks. Next question. Kids suck too. The Cardinals they do not have not made a contract offer to Kyler Murray, according to Tom Pelissero. Uh, Murray. Has 2022 left on his rookie deal. 2023 is his fifth year uh, extension. If you remember this offseason, Kyler Murray deleted all his Instagram posts, except for like two, deleted everything on social media that referred to him being the Cardinals quarterback. Uh, He has since reinstated all of his posts. The Cardinals, though, say they're not trading Kyler Murray. Tom Pelissero, his tweet said, other teams are monitoring this closely. Do you think Kyler Murray could get traded? I don't think he gets traded. I really don't. At least not right now. Like I think you say in the draft and coming up before it, next season. Before yeah, before no, the I don't think week one of next season. I think it would be monumentally stupid for Arizona to trade Kyler Murray unless Kyler Murray walks in and says, I'm never playing for you again. Well, that's different. And right. I'm holding out and I'm never gonna come in. Right. That's different. If he does that, then then you kind of have to trade him at that point. But unless Kyler Murray does that, then I'd be surprised if they actually they trade, trade him. him. The other part of that conversation is the quarterback markets kind of come and gone, right? We've talked a lot about Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, and like, where are they going to land? Who wants a quarterback? Obviously, Kyler Murray's in a different tier than those two guys, and more teams would be interested in it. But like, if you look at the teams that you say, do they want or need a quarterback? It's not really teams that are, are contenders this year. It's not teams that are saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to be a legit contender this season. 
So I'm, I'm curious if anybody would actually want to trade for Kyler Murray right now, because if you trade for him right now and you're not a contender, that means when you become a contender, you have to give him a big contract to right. do so. Right. And he loses a lot of his value once he goes off his rookie deal and becomes a $40 million a year quarterback or whatever that contract ends up being. Considering the state of the NFC East, do you think if the Giants get him, they immediately like bump up their their stock? If you believe in Brian Dabble, yes. Okay, I do if, not. If All you right, believe he's going to do what, if he, if you believe he could do to Kyler Murray what he did with Josh Allen, then they would they would they might have the best offense in the league or in the division just like that. I'm, we can ask we can ask Adam Candy. We will. Next question. The Packers signed Sammy Watkins, a one-year deal worth $4 million. I mean, Who is going to be their I mean, number one receiver? Now? When he's healthy, he's really good. But he's not ever healthy. He's not ever healthy. I don't know if he's played a season with it. He's played every game. <laughs> played really well in the Super Bowl His season. rookie season. His rookie, rookie season, season is the only season he's played every game. That's your team. He played well in the Super Bowl season. Yeah, he but he, he was hurt a like he was hurt like yeah. four games. Like he gets hurt. That's what he does. I think the Sammy, Wat- the Sammy Watkins become their number one guy. I'm guessing they're drafting their number one wide receiver. They've got two mm. picks in the twenties. Um, There'll be quarterbacks available though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing they draft their number one receiver, whether it's like Chris Olave from from Ohio State or whoever it ends up being, or if they trade up because they really want one specific wide receiver. I'm guessing they draft him. You, they, they can't honestly go in the next season with Sammy Watkins and his Randall Cobb still around yeah. as their top two pass catchers. That just that just can't happen. They have an Amari Rodgers. They do have an Amari yeah. Rodgers, but I have to imagine they're, they're. I have to imagine the plan for Green Bay is to draft at least one receiver early and be like. That's our Jamar Chase. That's our Justin Jefferson. That guy's going to have a thousand yards, ten touchdowns, and is going to be a great wide receiver in year one with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, it's going to be, hey, Aaron, we finally drafted you a quarterback in the first round or a wide receiver, wide receiver in, the first, in the, round. the first round. He better be great. Go make him great. Yeah. Man, you know that's a great question. Kansas players will go on a tour of the state of Kansas after winning the national title. Uh, they're going to go on a statewide barnstorming tour of publicity and celebration. They've done things like this in the past with its outgoing seniors, but this time it's going to be all players. And because of the new NLI rules, they will all make money off of these appearances on this tour across the state of Kansas. They'll all have the, their books with them for class. <laughs> Classes are relevant. Classes are relevant. If you're a college athlete today, all of your classes have to be online, right? Uh, most are. And most are be eligible for the first semester. Yeah. Be so eligible for the first for the, just, for the season. You're online anyways. Pull up Zoom while you're yeah. on the bus driving from I told you I to love this Topeka. team. I told you I love this team when uh, when they were going downtown with the uh, sitting on top of the cars during the parade. <laughs> and that one person threw the kid a beer and he just chugged it down. I mean, <laughs> how can't you like the Kansas Jayhawks? He just pounded that thing. I I like that. Like, this has got to become the norm, right? You win a national championship in, in basketball or football and... You you then go on a statewide tour and all the players get paid, right? Man, what if the Rebels did it had to go up to Reno? 
That's fine. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe uh, not that, statewide. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like Nevada just, statewide, just, just citywide here. That'll be fine. We're maybe. going to Laughlin. Yeah, <laughs> not many places Brim. to go. Not not many places to go. But yeah, I mean that's that's what you do. We and took the players to Pahrump. <laughs> Don't ask any questions. <laughs> I'm out. More Rich Versace in this. He loves the Packers. Here's a quote Rich Versace gave. Why come here to the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, it's the Green Bay Packers. For me personally, it's the opportunity to be at one of the marquee NFL teams that sets a standard, that has an expectation to play to that standard every day. Did Rich Passaccia just come from a marquee NFL team? Well, if you ask them, they are. But I don't know how you can be a marquee NFL team if you've made the playoffs two years and 20, two times in 20 years. If you ask their fans, oh my God, look on Twitter. I mean... <laughs> If you ask the fans and the team, they're a marquee team, but kind of hard to, for me to define it as a marquee team given the lack of success in the last two decades. How many marquee NFL teams are there? Because I feel like there's 15 teams that would argue they are a marquee right. NFL team. And in reality, I think there's like three Packers, Cowboys, Cowboys, Steelers. Maybe, 49ers. Maybe the Giants are 49ers. Maybe I think they're in a second tier, though. Yeah, I think I think, and hell, the Cowboys honestly might be in. Oh no, the Cowboys tier one by themselves, and then Packers, Steelers in tier two, and then whatever, whoever you want to put in tier three. But I think Do there's the Chiefs only... get in tier three. No. I mean, they were one of the original no, AFC they, yeah, teams, they but were, they've been around a long time. I mean, literally, it's the Hunt Trophy, but yeah. it's no. I mean, they were good in the '60s. And then bad for a very long time. <laughs> no, I would not consider the Steelers any, or the, excuse me, the Chiefs anywhere near the, the at, top of that list. At one point, their best player was their kick returner, Priest Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> That's crafty wording right there. I give you credit. All right, here's an important topic. Rob Manfred gave all MLB players a gift. Oh, God. Uh, this was apparently trying to be an olive branch after the lockout to be like, hey, we're all friends, right? Um, Rob Manfred said he needs to repair his relationship with MLB players. Here was a small gesture on opening day. Each player got a gift box in their locker with Bose headphones and a note of appreciation from Rob Manfred inside. What percentage of MLB players read the entire note of appreciation? Oh, I think a lot because you'd want to one, you'd want to know who it was from, right? But but you can just see you can just see Rob Manfred. At oh, the I bet they read it and then you laughed. Think so and then laughed. <laughs> I would have read it and then if I hated the guy, I'd still hate him just because he just because he wrote me a note. I think a I think a large majority would have read it and just said, hey, thanks, you know, hey, I got cool new headphones. I don't like that guy anyway. You don't think they just saw Rob? Who the hell's Rob? Ooh, headphones. No, I think they read it. Uh, somebody I think they I, read I, it. at the very least, somebody in the locker room read it and went, you know, those are from Rob Manfred, right? And the person went, ew. Gross. Do baseball, I'd have kept the headphones. Do baseball players need Bose headphones? <laughs> does, does anyone need Bose headphones? You want Bose headphones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if they need them. They can buy their own or they can just get a sponsor. I, like, Pro I, athletes don't pay for like, much. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking on the idea of like if an athlete uses headphones on a regular basis, they already have a pair that they like. Oh, yeah. So they're not going to use the Bose headphones. Unless a friend. I think there I think there's two types of people. One that open it like, oh, I never would have bought myself headphones. Now I'm gonna wear these all the time. And then there's got to have been like five or six MLB players 
that their headphones had broke within the last like 48 hours. And then this showed up and they were like, oh, perfect timing. Thanks, Rob. Like you and your broken headphones every every so often. Rob didn't pay for these. <laughs> no, he couldn't have. <laughs> no chance. Not, n- no, no chance. But there's, pay for these. there's also the element that Shaq made famous of. Basically, why would I pay for anything that when people give me stuff for free? Oh, so yeah. there's probably a bunch yeah. of athletes that are just like, ooh, I haven't had new headphones since the last time well, someone gave me free headphones. Out of the blue, the Sunday night came in, ESPN's going to be sponsored by Bose Headphones. It's like, geez, <laughs> did we get them as a sponsor? I bet I bet it's not out of the blue. I bet there's a press release from like three months ago. Bose, the official yes. headset. <laughs> what do you think? Missouri. Oh, here she is. They won an NCAA championship. Desiree Francois led the Missouri Tigers to a national championship in men's disc golf. All right. Hey, hey, you won a title. She's always been good at the non-important sports. Look at some of her hires here in the non-important sports. They're working out pretty well. Where do you hang the disc golf banner? The disc golf national championship Tough because I played disc where. golf a lot, and it's usually at parks right. and and other courses do you, around do town. Do they have a home park to even to even put a sign up for? Do they just go play at some random park uh, in Missouri, on Columbia? Not so sure. Well, I mean, probably you wouldn't want to put it up in the parks that I know of in Columbia because they it would <laughs> someone would be smoking meth underneath it within a couple of hours. Hit him in the head. And I can say that because I lived in Missouri for as long as I did. And yeah. Were you the guy? No. Okay. No, but I will say the parks of uh, Columbia. Not is, great. Is disc golf important enough to have them like, oh, half, well, it's not basketball season. Oh, we're going to honor the disc golf team at the next Missouri baseball game. Or I is- think it's important for that. It's not important enough to have a barnstorming tour. Oh, they should go that on a tour. That would be pretty funny. Wouldn't that be the pretty Missouri funny? Through Missouri? Disc golf tour of Missouri. Holding up that national championship. <laughs> I wonder if the trophy or the plaque looks like all the plaques. Because well, if it's a, yeah, if this it's is NCAA, not, it's a terrible trophy. This is sponsored? Yeah, NCAA Sport. Wow. I, I got nothing. Guys, I know I have some guys here who could be recruited by Missouri. I should call DRF today. There's a couple good guys at the park. At the park? At the Are park. They in high school? Uh, or are they like 35 oh. years old? Hey, they, no, as long as they've never gone to college, they're yeah. still eligible. No, they're low twenties. But uh, yeah, grad school. I guess they couldn't. I guess they couldn't play for grad transfer. Yeah, yeah. Portal. What if disc golf had a portal? You I'm know sure that Jimmy guy. I'm from, sure it does. Oh, that'd every, be beautiful. Every sport except for like football, basketball, and like two other ones, you could always freely transfer. Yes, there was always yes. free transfer in like every other sport except for like three or four. That's like that's not a new concept to college sports. It just is to the ones we pay attention to. Right. And their college football and basketball coaches are the only ones that get all annoyed about it. Did Everybody you know else before this there was a disclosure? I did not. I actually I, not. I saw the tweet and I had to go look up and be like, was this really an NCAA sport? And it was. So there you go. Coming up next is UNLV basketball about to land a big time transfer. Abram swings, hits it in the air to left field. Ozuna's racing back, going towards the wall, looking up. It's going to go! A home run! C.J. Abrams' first homer in the big leagues comes in his first at bat of the home opener. And the Padres take a 4-0 lead over the Braves. 
Three and two from Smith. Here it comes. And Machado Ooh. swings, hits it in the air. Deep down the left field line. This one's going to go. Fifth hit of the night for Manny is the biggest. A two-run homer, his first of the year. Nine to nothing, San Diego in the seventh. And Manny Machado with just the second five-hit game of his big league career. Two balls and a strike to Darno. Avila deals, and this pitch is hit off the end of the bat. High to right field. Playable for Will Myers. He waits for it. He makes the catch, and the ball game is over. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Let me ask you something, because the Padre kid hit his first career home run last night. There was actually a reporter in the stands just watching with his wife. He went over and actually did a story, which I thought was pretty impressive because he filed the story on, on time. But he got the guy and started asking him who he was and would he give the ball back. And the guy right there with the reporter started negotiating. With the reporter? Well, he said, this is what I'm going to ask. You know, this is what I, I, he asked for, I don't know, a jersey and you're bad or whatever. If you knew it was a person's first home run, would you negotiate or would you just give the ball back? Who? I don't even know who this guy is. I, I think I'm negotiating. Yeah, I'm negotiating. Yeah, I'm not. If I just don't, I just don't feel back? like, yeah, because I don't feel like I have anything to do with it. If it's, I'm at least, I'm, I'm at, at the very least, I'm asking if, if the guy plays for my favorite team, I'm saying, I want to, I want, I want to give it back to him. I want to meet him and give it back to him. Oh, that's fine. I'm yeah. saying you're not gonna say I want two jerseys. I want two bats. Oh, I'm probably, I'm love. probably asking for that too. But the bare minimum is I want, <laughs> I want to give it back to him. Unbelievable. Yeah. If it's some 36 year old journeyman who's been in the minors forever, He's never hit one. Crash yeah, Davis? yeah, I'm just giving it. I'm just giving it back to him. But if it's our number one prospect and it's their first hit, no, 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 no. We're we're going to need we're going to need at least another set of tickets. I'm going to need at least some warm up jerseys, some regular jerseys, a bat. Can I get like that card where they just give me free concessions? Let's. Oh, let's... that's 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 the good one. The free concessions. Yep. Tickets and free concessions. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what we're going for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I was wondering about that last night when I I heard it. I already you would it. give it back. No yeah. no questions yeah, asked. Yeah, because I just don't feel I had anything to do with it. I didn't you know. caught it, though. Yeah, you got yeah, it. But I mean, You're part of history. He worked. It's his work. It's his home run. He, he, he hit it. He shouldn't have hit it out of the park. <laughs> he if he just, wanted he it so just, bad, he should have just got it lodged in like the corner a, and like ran around the base. Out, doubled off the wall or maybe did it inside the park. He's not, you're, you're not taking any away from, anything away from him. You're yeah, taking just, it away from I've the team. That. Yeah, you're now, taking it away from management. Right. Now, I might change my mind if it was like Bonds or somebody. Like, like the, if it was a uh, milestone. Like a milestone, then if you can set up your family, then you have to rethink it. But if it's some kid like How this. How much money do you think you're I've never heard of this. Well, I mean, Bonds milestone? <laughs> a couple million, right? I don't know what that guy sold it for, but he 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 um he sold it for a lot. Um, Because I was wondering about this, because yesterday they... They um, negated the deal on Tom Brady's final touchdown yes, pass. I saw that, and I think it was like a half, half a million. A million. Yeah. yeah, so they just negated it. So I was wondered, like, that's when I thought of, like, well, if I caught something or if I had something, I don't know, like Brady or Bonds, I'd have to take him. This Tom, guy, I've never heard of this guy. The Tom Brady one's funny because his final touchdown pass got auctioned off for over half a million dollars. Right, and then like two days later, Brady announced he was coming back. So right. that's. Presumably, no longer his last touchdown pass in the NFL. It's funny because it got auctioned off beforehand, but the guy didn't pay. 
like he hadn't paid yet. He right. He bid on it, but they yeah. they hadn't re- he hadn't paid for it yet. So after Brady unretired, he was like, "Well, I'm not paying you half a million dollars." No, no. Um, and ultimately he didn't have to pay half a million dollars. So one of the biggest like drunken douchey things that my dad and I do is uh, the, you know those silent auctions that are at baseball games. We will sign up our friends. <laughs> So that they win those auctions, so that when they call to collect the money, they're silent auctions at baseball. You mean like fifty fifties? No, like they'll have like memorabilia that you auction off and you like put down a bid on, and then after the game they'll call you and be like, "Hey, you bid a you bid a hundred dollars on this Mike Trout bat." Where are those? Okay, apparently that's, I've never seen one of the no, baseball. No, seriously. Game. It's, I've never there's seen always, one of those. It's always have you never like been walking around the concourse and there's like a table set up full of merchandise? No. Okay, well, I'm. I mean, it's. It must be a string training game thing then, because I don't know. I've, I've never I've seen never a seen silent that. auction like on the only the thing I've ever seen on any game. of these are fifty fifties. Yeah. Well, that's just you buy a ticket, right? Yeah. This right. is no. This is like they're oxygen yeah, auctioning off memorabilia. Almost all the gold when the Golden Knights do like a special warm up jersey and then auction them off afterwards. It's always online. I mean that. That would actually probably make more sense, yeah. but these are, this is like random stuff. This isn't like specific to the team. This is like <laughs> a Mike Trout signed ball at a Mariners and Royals game. Like, I mean, so I know it what probably you're wasn't about. You signed. Your name and your phone number, and then if you're the last one, they'll call you. So right. Probably wasn't signed by Mike Trout. Or it was. I mean, I assume that before every game, he just grabs a thing of baseballs and just signs them and. They chucks him into the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah. Come on, Ed. You got to negotiate for something, by the way. Come I on. think it would really depend on who it was. Like this Machado? guy. I, I never heard of this guy. I, I'm not a Maddie Machado fan. He'd have to give me a lot. That's what I'm saying. He'd have to what, what is your, I'm not what, a fan of his. It, it, I guess it borderlines on who it is. I've never heard of this guy. So if he wanted it back, I'm like, all right, I guess you can have your ball back. This guy was negotiating with the reporter pretty quick. I forget what it was, but I gave, I gave the reporter more credit than anybody because he found the guy right away and started interviewing him. Like, that's <laughs> pretty good reporting right there. And then he, he filed a story, which I don't know how, because are you sitting there in the stands with your laptop? I don't know how the guy even got the story I, in. You could you could do it on your phone. I guess you could. I guess you could do it on your phone. That's even better. Not not the most uh, fun way to work. Right. But you could, you yeah, could you do, could do it, it on your phone. phone. You could do it in, in notes on your phone. But, yeah, I just... Uh, like I said, I, I don't know. He, he, I'm sure the guy, look, I'm sure the guy paid up. It was his first home run. Well, but again, I don't think that's he him paying up. Pay up. The team no, does. well, the team yeah. pays up. The team gives Which them Which is whatever. why I got no problem with it. I mean, I got, I got if, if it was, if, listen, if, if it was like the guy that just hit his first career home run has to physically give me his own money, then you're not doing that. Then no, I'd no. give him the ball and be like, take a picture with me or right, something right. or sign this shirt I just bought. But like, the team, I'm going to be like, the team is going to give me tickets or a jersey or Jared's free concession idea, which is great. Like, that's what I'm asking for from the team, not the player. I don't feel bad I, the team. I will also say that if it's any member of the Oakland Athletics, I will go, you have to sign him to a long-term contract. <laughs> right. Otherwise, now. I'm not giving the ball back. Right now, he has to be signed for five years with a no-trade no trade. clause. With a no-trade clause. Ironclad no-trade. Even if he sucks, you have to pay him for five years. Problem is, is he's under team control for six, so they probably yeah. would do that. They'd be like, oh, we get out of him a year early. Yeah. 
Exactly. We, can, we can get out of this contract even earlier. All right, coming up next, Adam Candy joins the show. Pache waits, and here it is, and he swings. It's a ground ball up the middle and into left center for a base hit. That'll score Elvis, and Smith goes from first to third. Now the ball is bobbled out there. Smith is around third to score. Pache's at third. They're going to wave him. He's rounding third. There'll be no play, and the A's have taken a 3 nothing lead. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff featuring Adam Candy. Adam Candy usually here to talk uh, sports betting or referees, but you're going to yell at Jared for stealing money from charities? I'm so glad that I tuned in just a little bit early to hear that <laughs> degenerate Jared Justice and his father are going around and stealing money from charities by putting fake bids in on silent auctions. What what are you doing? How drunk were you? And the answer is not drunk enough. I didn't know it was charity. I thought it was just a kiosk. It's often for charity, sir. They're not just doing this to raise a little bit of money for, I don't know, say, Dave Cable's bank account. But, but I mean, okay, so are the people who are selling timeshares selling timeshares for charity at the baseball game? Do not attempt to throw a red herring at me, Jared Justice. You were the one going around there. <laughs> I didn't looking know. At a, looking at a silent auction for a Mike Trout bat, not looking at the wheelchair kid sitting behind the table who's like, hey, I could I could use a little <laughs> grease in the wheels here, but I can't afford it. Oh, oh, this nice man and his dad are going to bid $1,000. Nice job. It's Keep like going. at the church on Sunday where they had 40 Easter baskets and you had to, you had to put down your bid. Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't bid on any, but if I would have... <laughs> But if I would have, if, if I would have, like you know, some guy bid a thousand bucks on an Easter. Basket. What's in the Easter basket? Uh, they're all different things. Like some were for adults, some were for kids. There's like forty of them. They're, they're the everywhere. Easter basket for adults at church. That sounds interesting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of adult. <laughs> uh, by the uh, by the way, uh, just a, a shout out to our buddy Ken Korak. He he he's one of the best. That was uh, Ken Korak on the A's on the rejoin there, and God, he's just so good at baseball play by play. I love listening. To him. Which, by the way, you got to be pumped about the A's taking three games off of Tampa Bay. The Yankees are definitely going to win that division now. Um, but more importantly, Adam, we need your reaction to this play-by-play call from earlier in the week. This Hicks. Here's the 1-0. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. But caught. <laughs> At the wall. Caught by Tapia. <laughs> boy, I thought that was gone. So Stanton got close. And he sent Tapia back to the wall to make the catch. And the Yankees come up just empty. That would have tied the game. So the Yankees get one run on two hits and leave one. How many more games would the Yankees have won over the years if every John Sterling call for a home run was actually a home run? My best friend, who is also a Yankees fan, that we watch Yankees games together via text, essentially, uh, we call them Ma and Pa Yankee. Uh, <laughs> uh, Su- Susan and John are their family, right? And, and and I love them because they're family. But by describing them as family, I'm making clear: if I had a choice, <laughs> I'm not sure that I would welcome them into the family the same way that I do. Uh, let's keep a couple of things in mind here. John Sterling is 83 years old. Jesus. Um, and Susan Waldman is not far behind, but I'm a gentleman, so I'm not going to give that number. <laughs> um, 
but that was horrifying <laughs> as a Yankee fan who often is listening on radio, like when I'm in the car or, or, you know, walking through a store or something like that, like to build up that level of excitement and then get let down. You usually have to be a Knicks fan. Is that first number true on Sterling? He's 83. Yeah. John's 83. Well, God, Man. God love him. He I mean, a... <laughs> I don't care if they catch it on the track or not. Good for him. He's almost old enough to be a U.S. senator. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> the best part of gone but caught is what it made me think. It's like, oh, there's a fan in the stands who has a glove that they brought with them to the game. And like, what a catch by the fan. Like, no, no, he actually means it's the left fielder. Um, and my buddy who I told you we call the mob pie Yankee. He hadn't seen it, and I sent him the call, and he's like, well, is John back in the stadium? I said, yeah, he's back in the stadium. He's like, oh, okay, because I was going to give him a pass if he was still watching on you know, on the stream. Like, come on, Rory. Like, <laughs> you still should know. Adam, uh, if you didn't hear, maybe you did, what would, who, what would it have to be, or who would it have to be if you caught the home run in terms of negotiations? I want that player's phone number. Ooh. Ooh, didn't think of that. Uh, and that is because I feel like that is currency that I can negotiate later. Uh, ah. You know what I mean? Like, ah. the, there, there's a like in the moment. I think I'm not going to be thinking clearly about what it is that I want. And but if I get the player's phone number, first of all, it's the reporter instinct in me. It's like, let me just make sure I have contact information. <laughs> uh, but, but then it's also kind of like you know. Not only could I text the player later and talk about this, but also if they're kind of a jerk about it, I could blackmail them like, and see if they want to go through the hassle of changing their phone number with everybody and see how much that's worth to them. That might be worth more than the bat or the ball or whatever you might initially be negotiating. Now, you'd keep the ball until you got what you wanted. Oh, my God, of course. Yes. The, the oh, key, wait, wait, the key is question. to leave the ballpark with the ball. The key is to leave the stadium or ballpark and then figure out what you want from it, not to negotiate in the moment. I think I have made a grand total of zero good decisions in my life in a moment like that, right? <laughs> like, like, it's always been, I'll, t I'll tell you guys a quick story that goes kind of like that, like a gift horse looking me directly in the mouth. I drove all the way up to Salt Lake for a concert with my ex, and it was a, G a GA concert. So we didn't have tickets. We just figured we'll handle it when we get there. Um, and we were tired, and I just, I just wasn't thinking right. And so we walk up. I go up to the box office while she holds a place in line. And two people walk up, and they're like, hey, do you need, do you need a ticket? And I was like, oh, well, I need two. Um, and they're like, okay, well, you know, we have one. And I was like, no, but I need two. And they looked at me like I had six eyes. And I looked back at them, and I said, thank you, though. I walked up to the box office. I bought two tickets. I walked back to my ex, and she said, and I told her the story, and she said, you realize it's a GA concert, right? Like, there are no assigned seats. It's not like we wouldn't have been sitting together. Like, you just went and bought an extra ticket for no good reason, because in the moment when someone offered me something cool and free, I was like, no, 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 no. That's not actually what I need. You're a moron, Adam. That's fair. Um, we have an important hypothetical for you, because... There's a chance Russell Westbrook gets traded. Our show has officially adopted the hope that he gets traded to the New York Knicks. Um, will you be willing to come on the show next year after every Knicks game to break down Russell Westbrook as a New York Knick? Nothing would give my schadenfreude as a Knicks fan more fuel than being able to break down Russell Westbrook's empty stats in every <laughs> New York Knicks game. He's going to average 40, 20, and 10 
and the Knicks are going to lose 64 games. It's going to be glorious. I'm going to love every minute of it. It's going to be the Brian Cashman Yankees playbook of go get that good player, but only five years after he was good. <laughs> what, ha- what happened to the Knicks? They got a home playoff game in game one last year, and now they I don't even know where they are. What happened to the Knicks? Well, whatever magical fairy dust someone sprinkled on Julius Randle disappeared. Like he went back to being a giant getting booed pumpkin. And that was about it for the New York Knicks this year. Uh, Turns out, shocker here, guys, Evan Fournier wasn't worth a $72 million contract. Uh, And Kemba Walker, there was a reason he was available for $8 million in one year and you know, basically took the last 12 games of the year off because nobody wanted him there. Would Tom Thibodeau and Russell Westbrook hate each other or actually get along really well? Oh, the the way those two in their sullen, angry natures would fuel each other would be glorious. <laughs> It'd be perfect. The, neither one of them wants to be liked. Both of them want things to be sort of always gritting your teeth angry. Wouldn't it be great, right? It would be like, you know that you've got friends Especially Ed, I know as you know, as a married man, you have to do you know the couples dinners and things oh, like yeah. that. Like oh, yeah. you always, you know that one couple where you're like, do we have to invite them? They're going to be fighting. Like we know as soon as they get there, <laughs> they're going to be fighting over something, and we're all going to be sitting there awkwardly like, what do we do with that? That that would be Russell Westbrook and Tom Thibodeau, the couple that's always fighting, but somehow they've been married for twenty years. All right, he's Adam Candy. Uh, did you enjoy? Wait, Jared, what do you got for him? Oh, I was just going to say, I was the hypothetical of trading uh, trading um, Baker Mayfield to the uh, Giants. Would that oh, yeah. make you happy? Would you like to see Baker Mayfield uh, surpass? Well, we did Kyler Murray, not Baker Mayfield. That was my next question. Yeah, which I, I mean, imagine, Kyler Murray. I would imagine I, yeah. you would like to see yes. Kyler yes, Murray. Somehow, yes, somehow I could live with <laughs> Kyler Murray over Daniel Jones. And believe it or not, I actually could live with Baker Mayfield over Daniel Jones. I, I keep this stat in the back of my head. 2020 Baker Mayfield last eight games of the season was a top five PFF quarterback. It's in there somewhere. You just have to dig past all of the progressive commercials and sullen anger to get there. So two years ago for half a season, he was good. Do you know as a Giants fan what sort of value we put on that? We give out six-year contracts for that. He's Adam Candy. Adam, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. All right, boys. Have a good weekend. Thanks. He, Russell Westbrook has to be a Nick. It has to happen. Don't ship Well, him. don't go to Indian. Or, don't go to Indiana. Or Washington. Or, what was the other team? Was it Charlotte? Charlotte, yeah. D- that, no, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Go to the New York Knicks and give us entertainment. It'll be the best non-playoff team that we will watch. Yeah. Like the Lakers were a terrific non-playoff team to make fun of. Yes. Westbrook and the Knicks will be phenomenal content all of the time. Especially if Tom Thibodeau Thibodeau's around. screaming each other with the in, in the face, and at the end yes. they hug. <laughs> like they scream at each other for five minutes, and then they're like, "Come on, bro!" All right, coming up next, we'll get into some UNLV basketball. One, two, popped up again. All right, Gilbert, and the catcher Raleigh can't make the play. Adams on his way to second. We told you it was going to be wild and. And in the middle of this, def- we'll do it again. It's good offense, right? Let's see. Everybody's on the case. And eventually Crawford puts it on the deck. 
Now this is the way to attack Seattle this afternoon. Put it up in the vortex at 2-1. to one. See, this is the first inning. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, UNLV yesterday lost an assistant coach. Tim Buckley is leaving and going to South Carolina. Lamont Paris is the new head coach of South Carolina. And that means UNLV has lost two of the assistant coaches off of Kevin Kruger's first staff as Carlin Hartman left earlier in the offseason for Florida. But Sam Gordon reported that UNLV is hiring John Cooper as an assistant coach. Cooper was an assistant at SMU last season has been a head coach before Tennessee State and Miami of Ohio. However, in eight seasons as a head coach, he only had one winning season. So UNLV at the moment has one open assistant coach spot uh, with Buckley and Hartman leaving. John Cooper coming in. Brandon Chappelle is still around. But the bigger question or maybe the more fun question do you think John Cooper can bring a transfer with him from SMU? One that averaged 19 points oh. per game? Uh, Kendrick Davis. So we talked about it yesterday. We both said if this had any chance of happening, and neither of us believed we did because you railed off the uh, schools he had heard from. You know, he was not part of it, but I think every Power 5 school was. It's like the entire Sweet 16. It's amazing. Except St. Peter's. Um, But what we said is the only, only thing they ever had a chance on was a relationship, right? Like someone knew the kid, had an incredible relationship with him, was close to him. I still think a kid like this who's player of the year Wants to take a shot at winning a national title. That would be my guess. He's at Memphis today, by the way. Yes. Uh, visiting Memphis. I So Kendrick Davis was a guy that scored almost 20 points per game last year at SMU. Uh, that is a, a good school and a good conference, right? Obviously not a power five conference, but a good school and a good conference. Good team. Uh, he put up, I think, 18 on UNLV when UNLV played them. His uh, That points above average stat. Uh, Bryce Hamilton was five last year, five points above average. Kendrick Davis was 5.4, which was ninth best in the entire country. So we are talking about a very, very good player, Mm -hmm. potentially the best player in the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. I would still be surprised if UNLV landed him. But if I'm Kevin Kruger... I'm probably taking the shot that John Cooper can absolutely can give you that opportunity. Yeah. Like I, I think with two assistant coach openings, Kevin Kruger needs to hire guys that are bringing players with him. I think that needs to be a legitimate priority. And because college basketball is for players with the transfer portal and for coaches taking new jobs, they're going to have two, uh, two out of the three assistants are going to be brand new this year. Could happen again next year. They could have two brand new assistants next season. There's to me, short-term gain is worth it when you're hiring assistant coaches. Short-term game is worth it because that guy might not be there in two years. He might be gone to a different job. So if you can get if John Cooper's bringing Kendrick Davis with him, I don't care if John Cooper's the worst assistant coach in the country, right? If you're getting a guy that averaged 19 points per game at SMU, you're absolutely hiring John Cooper. And that other assistant coach opening. If that guy, whoever can bring a player with them that's going to make a difference for you, that's who I would be trying to hire if I was Kevin I think Kruger. it's Evan Mobley's dad at SC. <laughs> I, was, I was actually about to say that. I so mean, whose yeah. dad are we hiring? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you get that level of player, you hire the guy. Yes. There's that, no question about that. That is what I would be trying to accomplish if I was Kevin now, Kruger. Now, I'll go back to Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, Memphis, and all the schools that this kid had on his list. And if right. that if that's the legitimate list, and given I think he is the number one, like you said, I think he's the number one kid in the portal, 
that has to be the list because those schools would go after the number one kid in the portal. It's a tough get. Right. <laughs> Maybe they get a visit out of them. Even, even, listen, Kendrick Davis might not even like John Cooper. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, we have no idea the relationship. But even if he loves John Cooper, even if he and John Cooper are close, and that's like his favorite coach of all time, it's still going to take a hell of a sell job by Kevin Kruger and John Cooper to get him to come to UNLV. Over those over, other schools. Like you said, a Duke, chance to win Kansas, a national yeah, championship. Yeah, exactly. North Carolina. Schools right? like that. Like, that's a legit option for Kendrick Davis, that he can go to a school that could win the national yes. championship. Or, at the very least, is a NCAA tournament team that, like, guaranteed, right? Things could go terribly, and, oh, yeah, we're still, still in, gonna in the tournament or whatever. Like, he's got a chance to go to a school that's that level. And depending on what his priorities are, that's probably where he ends up going at the end of the day. Yeah. So... I'd be surprised if they land Kendrick Davis. However, I said this yesterday. I'll say it again today because it's it's slightly more likely today because they hired an assistant coach that was at SMU with Kendrick Davis. If UNLV landed Kendrick Davis, I'm coming on the show the very next day and telling you they're going to the NCAA tournament. If they land Kendrick Davis, they're immediately, I'm telling you, they're an NCAA tournament team and they're number two in the Mountain West behind Colorado State. If everyone comes back for Colorado State. Yeah, which it which is likely. Looks like they will, I guess. Yeah, I don't think any yeah. of those guys are NBA players. Um yeah, we'll see. I mean right. David Roddy's a power forward that's like six five. Yeah. Which exactly. Probably doesn't work. Probably in the doesn't NBA. work. Um so yeah, I Colorado State gets everybody back. They're they're gonna be the favorites in the in the Mountain West. San Diego State obviously was gonna be there. But if they get Kendrick Davis, I UNLV I think immediately launches into the top tier because that is like I said, as soon as the season ended, it was, all right, UNLV's got to find a player better than Bryce Hamilton. Right. There's not a lot of those guys that are out there. There's very few of them. Kendrick Davis would be right. the player you could point to and say, oh, he, he's actually better than Bryce yes. Hamilton. There's an actual chance you landed a guy that's going to be better than Bryce Hamilton was. And if they get that, they, they still would need some more pieces, right? right? You need Donovan Williams to come back, and you probably need another good transfer guy. But I also think if you land Kendrick Davis in the transfer portal, there might be other guys in the transfer portal who say, hey, I'm going to come play with him. They might be very good. Right. They, might be, they might be good, and there's right. some playing time available. I just got to beat out Jordan McCabe or David Mawaka for, like, you might end up landing some more transfers there. So that would be massive. I think it's a tough sell. I do, too. I absolutely do. If But if John Cooper leads to Kendrick Davis, it's the best hire UNLV has made in 30 years. Yeah. I mean, maybe I guess Lon Kruger, just period. Maybe Lon Kruger's better, but right. if they get Kendrick Davis because of John Cooper, that's incredible. I mean, that's that's an yeah, absolute Yeah, they've been to the tournaments since 13. Right, yeah. So, I mean, Lon Kruger's the only one you can say has been like a great hire since Tark. Right. So, second best hire since Jerry Tarkanian was here, and it's assistant coach who's getting you a player for one year. Eh, hasn't been a great time for UNLV.